coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, a Smash Brothers Ultimate leak. You know the internet is angry about that. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. We've got a good show for you today. We are going to be talking about the news from the week, including a possible Smash Brothers Ultimate character leak. And then on Thursday, we're going to be talking about Castlevania Season 2 with returning guest, Colin J. Morris. So you should also be a returning listener and come back for that. In the meantime, Mark, how are you? I'm, I'm doing great. I love that we're releasing our castlevania themed episode the day after the halloween, day after halloween which is of course still like slightly spooky because it has like residual spookiness yeah well i honestly i want to know what uh because netflix first of all it puts out this castlevania show on the 26th that's right right uh also the, on the 26th they're like here's that chilling adventures of sabrina show. netflix doesn't care anymore netflix is just putting out everything and like these are both shows that i have interest in yeah but they don't want you they don't i mean it does them no good really if you watch all of it immediately like right. they want you to be like can't cancel netflix i still have to watch castlevania season two because i know most people probably watch Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Not the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. No, there just, are many. just Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. That's right. I've seen the hashtag and several episodes of the show. Um, I believe the comic book was called The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Well, this is a clear distinction, a clear break. Yes, that's Fans right. Fans should not expect the comic book. <laughs> Even though the uh, credit sequence is all uh, Robert Hack's art from directly from the comic book, and the whole thing is created, and most of it written by... Uh, 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 oh, I forgot the dude's name. Robert... Aguirre Sikasi uh-huh. or something like that. Also wrote Clean the comic break. book. Clean, Clean break. Clean break. Um, what are we doing here, Mark? We're, we're, we're having our show. We're having this Nintendo show. This isn't about the chilling adventures of Sabrina. No. Or Castlevania Season 2. That's Thursday. Um, but what this show is about is what's happening in the news in Nintendo. This has never been this bad before. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Mark, here, look, look. We've got to deal with some guest weather. Yeah, I think that's what was throwing us because that, yes. for so long I didn't know how to make this transition anymore. <laughs> no, for so used long used to be let's it's a time for a history lesson, right? We used to talk about the weather. Oh yeah, as a feature. Yes. On this show, a w- local weather report. Uh-huh. The weather is it's LA, it's whatever, who cares. Yep. But because that was so boring, mm-hmm. it, it didn't stop us from doing it. But we because that was, <laughs> it was so boring, we also started incorporating guest weather where we would pick a place anywhere in the world and mm-hmm. tell you what the weather is there. And then we stopped doing that. But if you leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts mm-hmm. and you request guest weather, we will deliver. So we did get a request from, and what was the, the username? Emoj something? Oh, I thought you wrote it down. I, I, had, did, I did not. I'll look it up. I'll look okay. it up. Keep going. Uh, but so we, we got requests for three guest weathers. So we're going to pound through them all right now, Mark. All three of them. Grand Rapids, Michigan. Looks like it's 39 degrees. Uh, might be raining because it's Tuesday. Um, 
It seems cold in Grand Rapids. Burr. Burr, chilly. Uh, if you're going trick-or-treating, make sure you wear a jacket over your costume. Uh, the second request is for Long Beach, California. It is currently 64 degrees and, uh, you know, clear-ish. Uh, Long Beach is basically, I mean, we're essentially there, right? Yeah. Because we're it's in Southern throw. California. Um, and the last piece of guest weather is for Santo Domingo in the Dominican Republic. Um, it is currently 75 degrees, which, uh, you know, we record at night. Uh, so it's even later in the Dominican Republic, right? Be- on a kind of time zones. Um, and it's still warm. Still warm. Still warm. Uh, uh, Emojica, 19. Emojica. I was so close. Emojica, thank you for the five-star review and for suggesting that we talk about the weather in three different places. Uh, one of which is basically where we live. And the other two... Uh, I've never been to. Have you been to Grand Rapids, Michigan? I haven't. Have you been to Santo Domingo? I have not. Um, have I been to Grand Rapids, Michigan? Seems like a place I would have been, right? Yeah, it's also a stone's throw. From? Uh, Wisconsin? <laughs> sure. All the way across Lake Michigan. Uh, it's a very big lake. It would be hard to throw that stone. Mark, people can leave us reviews on iTunes. We love that. But people can also email us. And you can do so by emailing Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. And let me tell you what. You are going to want to do this because we are coming so close to the episode wherein we determine the eight best NES games of all time. When this episode is released, you will have six days. Yeah, less than a week. It's a, a, a race against the clock. To get your nominations or... Uh, like non-nomination. <laughs> I don't know. Because here's the thing: we yeah. want to hear from you, mm-hmm. the listener, about which NES games deserve to go on our list. And here's where it gets tricky: is we're only picking one game per series. That's right. So if you feel strongly about Mario Two over Super Mario Brothers Three or Super Mario Brothers One, you'll want to get that in. Yeah, and look, if you want to say. Back to the Future Parts 2 and 3 is one game, and I should be able to nominate them both as it's one game. We say fair play to that. That counts. But also, that game is terrible. If anyone tries to put that on this list, I will fight you. But please contribute. Tell us what to put on, what not to put on. We need your help. NES games only. No Famicom stuff. Uh, has to have had a U.S. release. So just email us, Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com to uh, participate in that. Mark, what else can they do with that email address? You can borrow Patrick's copy of Sonic Forces. That's right. Sonic Forces is currently out in the wild, presumably going very fast, um, but also taking its time to come back to me. Well, which is fine. Which is great. And up to the it's user. part of the program. As previously discussed, I will not prescribe how you use my copy of Sonic Forces. Once it leaves my hands, I wash those hands of anything any responsibility having to do with the game until it returns to me. And I believe uh, the where that like the genesis of that phrase mm-hmm. is um, the person who says that was, of course, everything worked out great for them. So is that like a Judas? Did, <laughs> did Judas say that originally? I don't that think he Judas watched? did. Uh, Pont- Pontius Pilate, Pilate might have. Yeah, because yeah, that- you know they were. He was like, that "What do sense. we do with them?" And he's like, "I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm done I, with I this. I wash my hands. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm done with this. I'm out. I got uh, no more responsibility." But that's a tangent. Yeah, not related to the Sonic Forces borrowing program. Send us your mailing address, mm-hmm. and you'll get put on a list. And eventually, that the list is presently sort of long. Like I will, I will say, and look, 
if you are uh, in college or about to move or whatever, and your address may change, I will email you back before I send it to you. So, like, if you get that email and you're like, oh, I don't live there anymore, uh, that's fine. We'll work it out. Yeah. You don't have to worry about me sending it to a, to a dead address. Yes. If your house burned down, first of all, we are so sorry. Yeah, that's, that's a bummer. That's terrible. But I won't mail my copy of Sonic Forces to your burned down house. To your burned down house. Yeah, that's fair. <clears throat> that's a Nintendo Cartridge Society guarantee. Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com. All right, Mark, let's get into what we've been playing this week. been playing some dark souls remastered still great game has its hooks in me yeah um you're there for it i what i am you know it's it was a little rough going at the beginning just like getting back into the rhythm of what one of these games is like but yeah. now i'm like cooking dying all the time yeah but like getting right back up and uh figuring out ways to cheese boss after boss yeah and i mean that game is really about like finding those cheese opportunities and just taking advantage of for them, right? sure because like uh fighting some of these bosses on face value would be an absolute nightmare like a complete waste of time <laughs> that's good i'm glad you are not considering what's happening now a complete waste of time no that's i'm great. enjoying it thoroughly the other thing i'm enjoying thoroughly is super mario odyssey now i saw this on uh, your list of games that you've been you thought it with. was a mistake i thought Mark's a big dummy. He probably made a mistake. What what brought you back to Super Mario Odyssey? Well, it was the one-year anniversary of Super Mario Odyssey's release very That's recently. Right. Mm-hmm. And as part of that, Nintendo put like a little, I guess like Easter egg into the game. So I guess mild spoilers if you haven't played Super Mario Odyssey. But as previously discussed, it's been out for a year. Yeah. So like get on it. Uh, when you go to New Donk City, there is a celebration. And when you take part in the celebration, you do this like uh, 2D platforming level. God, it's that so good. Is, uh, set to the Jump Up Superstar song. Yeah, and it's like a real throwback to both like the original Super Mario Brothers and Donkey Kong, and sort of like sends up the um, like gravity warping stuff of Super Mario Galaxy. It's just it's just Odyssey at its finest. And when you get to the end of it, um, there's like a concert and just like people dancing you can hang out for as long as you want until uh, you decide to leave and in that like hangout concert area nintendo has placed 39 uh 8-bit luigi's and 8-bit captain toads that you yeah. have to like ground pound to find all of them and you get like 200 coins for each one wow so i was like i'm gonna do this like that level is one of my favorite parts of super mario odyssey hop in do that um is it Found satisfying to like f- to find these uh eight bit Luigi's and, and it's Captain satisfying Cuts? enough. Sure, like, you I, get two hundred coins for right. each one. Yeah. I, I think if you didn't do it, you're not really missing out on anything. But it again, except for two hundred coins, except for two hundred coins per yes. Um, it was and so finished that. It was like, huh, you know, I haven't picked up this game for months at this point. Uh. I realized I had never gone back to like the uh Bublina or like the yeah Ocean Side Kingdom or mm-hmm. whatever it's called Seaside Kingdom since I beat the game which and so I was like oh I'll just like pop in there real fast do maybe like a couple of moons and just like totally got hooked was just having a bunch of fun just running around being Mario and the other thing is that I had beat Super Mario Brothers 3 on the NES um Switch online 
and was kind of hankering for another like Mario adventure, but was watching Castlevania for our episode on Thursday, and so didn't want to have the NES Classic or the SNES Classic because I was watching uh, Netflix on the TV, so I could have needed something like you could do in your handheld. Exactly. Anyways, it's a perfect storm. Uh, Really enjoyed going back to Super Mario Odyssey. Um, the last time that I like went back into it and spent some real time with it, um, I was doing a lot of the Luigi's Balloon World, um, which I still think is the best way to like really farm coins and really up your coin total fast. Um, but uh, it kept sending me to both the uh, Snowy Kingdom, which I can't remember the name of, and the the seaside one that uh, you were just talking about. And in both of those, I was discovering all, like all kinds of moons that I hadn't that I just like skipped over or. Like hadn't really gone back to those levels to re-explore, um, and yeah, it's it's just what a great game. Yeah, it made me want to like restart it. Yeah, because I you know I enjoyed it the first time through, but uh, I was not as high on it as some other people were. Yeah, as it seemed like the general consensus was, and so but I had like a ton of fun this last time and so i don't know if like having a little bit of distance from when i was trying to like cram my way through it yeah i'd be able to appreciate it yeah differently than i was the first time um i have been playing the Mega Man x legacy collection which i picked up uh last week after beating Mega Man 11 uh because i had such a good time playing Mega Man 11 i was like there's no reason this party needs to end i can pick up the x legacy collection um, also, it was on sale for a little bit, so I picked it up for $15 instead of 20 which, you know, for four games is a, a pretty good deal. Uh, so previous to this, I had really only played the original Mega Man X, uh, both when it was out on the Super NES originally, and then I have played it since it came out on the Super NES Classic, and I love that game. I think that game is amazing. Uh, I also know it very well. So I haven't actually gone into it in the Legacy Collection. Um, but I'm having kind of a tough time with the other three. Um, they, the game gets chattier as, as they progress and sort of more interested in the story of Mega Man, which I don't know why anyone is ever interested in the story of Mega Man, because it's all nonsense. Like, there's no part of it that I'm like, oh, I'm glad I heard that. I'm glad I, <laughs> glad I read this text. Um, so, you know, I just, like, I, I, sh- I struggle with that. I also struggle with, like, not knowing the games already. So I have no idea what order to approach the bosses in. I know this is something I could Google. Um, but, like, you know, I just had this really cool experience with Mega Man 11 where I also didn't look up any of the boss weaknesses. Um, and, you know, I really like that. And I feel like the game gave you the tools to get good at it and uh, learn about itself where the X games don't really. Um, and it's uh, like all this is really serving to do is increase my opinion of Mega Man 11. Um, I really think that's a special game. And I, I think people are, uh, if, if not sleeping on it, like maybe evaluating it uh through I like I don't know what the standard is that people are evaluating Mega Man games by. Um and if it is, you know, if people are like, well if it's not Mega Man two, three, the original X, or like Mega Man nine, then it's gotta be a you know, garbage. Um which like, yeah, maybe eleven isn't as good as those what how many games did I name? Three? Like the three best Mega Man games ever. But like it's I would say it's an easy fourth. Like an easy fourth. Anyway, 
I want to go back to Mega Man 11. <laughs> and I don't know that I'm going to continue with uh, the Mega Man X Legacy Collection uh, for too much longer. Um, like, I'm happy that I have access to the original on my Switch, but, like, I don't know, the other three. If there's someone out there that wants to, like, direct me to one of those um, Mega Man X games, either uh, two, three, or four, and say, like, no, you should really go back in for that one, I would love to hear it because, like, I'm, I'm just having a hard time, like, focusing on any one of them now. Do you think that's a little bit of... I, I have a problem with music when um, I discover a new artist or or new-to-me artist or, yeah. like, hear a single and I'm like, I want to check out this person's catalog and you go to Apple Music or Spotify or wherever. Yeah, you don't know. There's like, you know, they're prolific. They have 24 albums. Like, where to even have an entry point? One for every hour of the day. And, and so it's overwhelming. And so I end up not really getting into it. Yeah. Because it's just like too much. And I do you think that there think, is some of that certainly, here? There's certainly part of that there. Because like, you know, like I was saying with uh, Mega Man 11, that I went through a period where I was just sort of sampling levels and like seeing how far I could get in them and just sort of learning them. And then when I was like, all right, now I'm really going to make a run for it and like really go, then I could commit myself to actually beating all those levels. Whereas now I'm sort of sampling each of the three games that I hadn't played. And there are eight levels in each of those. So now I've got, oh my God, 24 levels to choose from. One for every hour of the day. That's right. Um, so yeah, I'm sure I am being uh, hurt by having by the luxury of too much choice. So one of you out there has got to tell me which one of these games I should be playing. Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. Gmail Mark, we also we got an email from a listener uh, who gave us a nice gift. This uh, is insanely cool. June wrote in uh, and said uh, with a, a screenshot of um, digital codes for the Messenger and said absolutely adored this game. Hope you two do too. That's We're, amazing. So thank you, June. Yeah, that's, thank you so much. That's incredible. Um, the messenger, uh, when Mark came in here today, was like, "Was that a game that you wanted to play? It sounds like a Patrick game, and like it is. And I did want to play it, but it just sort of, I don't know, it like came and went, and for whatever reason, I, I didn't pick it up. But I am very excited to pick, uh, pick up and play this game now. So we'll talk about it maybe next week yeah thank you so much yeah thank you that's incredibly cool and i'm not trying to say that this is the standard the rest of you should hold your emails up to but no marks i wanted to spell that i think this is very generous and very nice june no, no one else send us game codes unless you like work for someone and you want us to review your game or something or you want to or you, you want, want to I, that's fine <laughs> i just don't want people to think that they have to you don't have to but thank you for <laughs> Sending a lot of mixed messages here. Okay, that's what we've been playing this week. Let's get into the new releases and what we might be playing next week. All right, there's uh, two things on this list I want to talk about. Uh, both coming out on Friday, November 2nd. Diablo 3 Eternal Collection. Yes. Coming out for Switch. Yes. And uh, the Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Bundle, the Switch Bundle. Right, the one that does not come with a game. I mean, it does come with the game. It comes with a digital download, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. But I mean, it doesn't come with the... You won't have... No Explain one be, the distinction. No one will be playing the game uh, this yes. Friday, is yes. my point. Yes, very true. Uh, but you will be able to play other, <laughs> other yeah. games on the Switch. <laughs> Any Switch game will work. I don't, and... I don't know why I bother to talk sometimes. <laughs> Now, you you were blowing through some, some other uh, releases this week. Oh, sure, yeah. Catch uh, me up on what I should have been paying attention to. So, uh, I think other other games of note, Transistor is coming out on November 1st. That's Thursday. Um, that's one of the uh, 
the 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 company that made uh Bastion is uh Transistor oh, okay. is, is uh their their uh like second game in, in that uh franchise or in that that sort of spiritual series. Um the Lego Harry Potter collection is coming out today, October thirtieth. Lego games are cool, man. Um I'm not gonna pick this one up because you know, You've played a Lego game before. A LEGO and they're all kind of the same. Uh, but I mean, I don't know. Harry Potter. They used to split those up, right? Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna, pl- if this is your first Lego game, it's as good as any. I'm assuming. I haven't played it. And then uh, Mutant Football League Dynasty Edition also comes out today, October 30th. Now, have we talked about this Mutant Football League? Is that the same as Mutant League Football? It is not, obviously, uh, because wow. this one was crowdsourced <laughs> and mm. does not infringe on any copyrights. I think it's created by the same people that uh, originally created Mutant League Football, but they don't own the rights to that. That makes sense to me. Uh, but look, so what we're going to do, what, I mean, I think you and I are both way in on Diablo 3, right? Yeah. I'm excited about this. I, I am too. I haven't played a Diablo game since the original. Yeah, and uh, uh, I know basically nothing about Diablo 3. Uh, yeah, I mean, me neither, except we can get. Uh, armor that can turn us into ganondorf or something yeah no i know i think that's it i think that's exactly it all right well so that's uh what we might be playing um let's close out the new releases here now it's time for a regular segment on our show it's time for 433 In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 433, wherein a performer or group of performers didn't play their instruments for 4 minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So, for the duration of one performance of 433, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo-related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. Today, Mark, we are talking about our favorite Universal Movie Monsters. Or at least, we'll we'll just talk about the Universal Movie Monsters. Yes, we're talking... Uh, Frankenstein. And Frankenstein's monster. Dracula. Uh-huh. The mummy. The mummy. The, uh, the invisible man. Right. Some sort Cre- of creature. From the Black Lagoon. Right. Um, yeah, I would say that's all of them, most of them, the big ones. Yeah, I, I think if the there's... The Wolfman, did we say the Wolfman? If we didn't say the Wolfman, we got to start over. <laughs> well, then we'll say we'll say the, we said the Wolfman. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, I do uh, well... well how how do how do you feel about about these characters? Remember, there was a little bit ago when uh, they were going to do like a dark the uni- dark universe dark universe. Uh-huh. Uh, there was even that like Entertainment Weekly like cover that had like all of the you know like Russell Crowe and Tom Cruise and whoever else was Javier in- Bardem, <laughs> Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Yeah, right? yeah, uh-huh. there's one we missed. Um, I don't see. I don't think he's a classic Universal movie think, monster. Think I so. think they were like. We need Tr- trying yeah. to like weave him into the dark universe. Sure, he's the Nick Fury of that universe. Yeah, uh, or is Frankenstein. The Russell Crowe was like the Nick Fury of that universe. I think. Okay, but what character does Russell Crowe play? Oh, he plays t- Nick Jekyll. Fury. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that didn't come to pass. Right. Um. Largely because what people didn't like that mummy movie. I yeah, I assume so. Um. What? Wh- who? Well, who's your who's your favorite of, of these uh, mummies? Mummies? Monsters? So you Did I give away mine? <laughs> used to be the creature from the Black Lagoon. Okay. And while I still... I guess I actually... I still really like the creature from the Black Lagoon, but recently, like, considering the movie, and you're like, this is pretty racist. 
just like not on purpose yeah. just because it was made in like the 50s and and all culture was racist <laughs> exactly then, yeah instead of most of it like now because <laughs> it's basically about like um a scary person coming and trying to steal white women yes and then everybody like getting real mad about it right but the the woman is into it right is she into the creature no. or not? She's not into the creature. So uh, Shape of Water is not like a modern remake of uh, I mean, it the is, Creature from the Black Lagoon. It's like a corrective version of it, I guess sure. you could say. A corrective, extra horny version of it. <laughs> well, maybe, you know, some might say the appropriate level of horniness. I would agree. <laughs> I think that movie is just as horny as it needs to be. Um, I think I like The Mummy. Um, I have not seen the most recent Tom Cruise mummy. I do like the uh, like the '90s mummy movies. I think they're they're very fun. I haven't seen the third one actually, but uh, the first two are great. The, well, the, the first one is fun, right? There's like the <laughs> there's like the Scorpion King, but that's not what we're talking about. When no, you no, the no. There one. was like a third one with Jet Li, I think. right? And like dragons. I've seen part of that one on a plane. That seems like a good way to experience. It was perfect, basically. The but first I, one's fun. I, a mummy is just so specific. Like the ancient Egyptian, like cultural angle of it is so interesting and so specific. And I don't think anyone really messes around with mummy stuff. Like you'll see adaptations of Frankenstein or like the Frankenstein story, and you'll see vampires and other stuff and werewolves and other stuff. But like the mummy is so singular. I feel like actually in the same way that the creature from the Black Lagoon, like. Outside, of course, of The Shape of Water. <laughs> we don't really see adaptations of that sort of thing. That's true. I will make one small distinction. Uh, uh, in A wolfman is not a werewolf. Okay, well, why don't you lay on me the difference between... <laughs> well, a werewolf is a like a person who transforms into like a wolf-like creature. Is wolfman just a wolf man all the time? <laughs> no, he also transforms, but he like doesn't... Well, I guess... I well, guess... <laughs> We'll, we'll never know. We will never know the distinction between Wolfman. Frustrating and to me. Wolf. Yeah, it's <laughs> frustrating to me too. I understand what that one person who wrote in saying we shouldn't do that was saying. Um, we were accompanied today by the Austin Civic Orchestra, as conducted by Dr. Uh, Lois Ferrari. All right, Mark, let's get into the news. All right, everybody buckle up, because there was a sp- potential Smash Brothers leak this past week. Nobody- we're, we're approaching this with some skepticism here, right? I, like, I, I have no clue. <laughs> I have no clue if this leak is true or not. Right. Absolutely no clue. Like, right. how would I possibly know? And here's the thing. No one does know, right? And the people are getting worked up about it. You and I right now appear to be worked up about it. So we're all going to, like, calm down a yeah, second. Yeah, we're going to take deep breaths. Right. I mean, Mark and I will stay amped up because it's better radio, but you should all calm down. Okay, so a French printing company <laughs> called Marina PLV, uh, or a maybe employee or ex-employee or something, maybe the source of a new character leak for Smash Brothers Ultimate. An, em- an employee, again, maybe ex-employee, uh, Snapchat story revealed an image of an Everybody's Here graphic with like half a dozen new characters on it. it includes Shadow the Hedgehog, Banjo and Kazooie, Ken from Street Fighter, uh, Gino from Super Mario RPG, Isaac from Golden Sun, Mock Rider from Mock Rider, and the Chorus Kids from Rhythm Heaven. Okay, so do we need to delve further into where this leak came from, or do you want to talk about those characters, or how do you want to structure this? There's a lot here. Okay, 
Um, well, let's just let's let's get the where did this come from sure. out of the way. Right. So there was a LinkedIn profile for the person that supposedly leaked it, who at one point worked for the Marina PLV company. Uh, fans are calling this the Grinch leak. Uh, because the photo from Snapchat also includes previously unseen assets from the new Grinch movie. The Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. Uh, coming out this take year. at the Grinch movie. Uh, the leak includes everybody's here background. Doesn't have any characters on it. So, you know, the presumption is that, that an asset like that would be hard to get. Um, if not from, like, Nintendo. And I guess that's pretty much it. Uh, well, there's I, I, I do think this part is interesting that there is a recent issue of Koro Koro, which uh, lists the number of stages in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate as 108, which of course conflicts with the 103 number that we heard in the most recent Direct. But if there are five stages for these five non-Echo characters that would all like require their own new stages, that would bring 103 to 108. Uh, however, Koro Koro has uh, printed a correction to say that they uh, it was just a mistake when they um, printed 108 instead of 103. So it's sort of, the, that own evidence eats its own tail. So uh, points for this not being true. Yes. Um, the supposed leaker does not work at the company that um, at this Marina PLV. Mm-hmm. Um, the image is extremely blurry, which means... There's a ton of room for fakery. The person who supposedly leaked it has denied having anything to do with it. The French company implicated in the leak denies everything, including that they're currently working with Bandai Namco, although they acknowledge that it is true that in the past they have worked with Bandai Namco. Um, I've got to be honest. I do not care. Like, <laughs> I, I, like, uh, if these characters are in it or if these characters are not in it, like I don't understand the fervor or like the fervor around this. Well, so people obviously like to new smash uh, character reveals are exciting, right? Yeah. They're supposed to be fun. They're supposed to be fun. They're revealed in some kind of fun video and Luigi dies and like everyone has fun with it. Um, It is kind of crazy that we are as close to the release of this game as we are. It's a little over a month away. Um, the bundle <laughs> containing it comes out at the end of the week. Um, and that there are still some characters that we don't know. It, and if these seven characters well, are... Well, presumably. We don't even know if that's true, right? I believe Sakurai said they still have more coming. Oh, okay. Um, but I, I suppose it is possible that he lied to us. Uh, that, would, that would be the ultimate troll. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I mean these seven characters are so many of them are like the like fan favorite like have been asked for forever and I don't know if to me that makes it more likely or less likely that these are true because like King K Rule and um Ridley are both fan favorite characters that did make their way into this version of the game so like is that just the way the winds are blowing or is this uh, just, you know, someone seeing uh, Reddit and 4chan posts and being like, I'm going to find a way to make everyone's, you know, secret wishes come true? Because presumably some of these would be echoes like Shadow the Hedgehog. Shadow and Ken are, would both presumably, Shadow would be a, an echo of Sonic and Ken of um, Ryu. 
But in both cases, I'm like, who cares? Like, okay, maybe Ken. Maybe Ken, just because, like, he's in, a, like, a fighting game pedigree that, like, you understand, like, the dif- the mechanical differences between Ken and Ryu and, like, being able to pit them against each other is, like, an important thing in a one-on-one fighter. Shadow the Hedgehog? I, Sonic fans, I know. you know, are intense. I understand. They have a love for a lot of these characters. The thing that, like... I uh, I don't understand what happened around this leak because I didn't follow it closely. Yeah. Um, man, it was a wild ride. But because people are so angry about this. There is a lot of anger. Uh-huh. And, and this is, of course, like a, a minority of the world or even of like, you know, people who follow Smash Brothers. <laughs> right, but right. they are a very loud, mm. you know, um, minority. And I... I, I'm not even sure what people are angry about. Well, I was there gonna, seems to be like I was gonna ask because you you brought up that people are angry about it, but you don't you're not clear. I'm on not entirely what, sure what was going. Right. Like at some point into my Twitter timeline came this thread where somebody was like going off on like Game Explain because Game Explain like put a video out there that said that this isn't true, and then they haven't talked about the leak since then. And they were like trying to go all like true, like nine eleven truther on Game Explain, and being like, "Well, some of these journalists like they um make these quote unquote predictions about things that are coming to E three that there's no way they'd be able to predict, and then they do come true. They, I wonder if they have inside information. And it's like, yeah, dummy, they do have inside information, and they just couch it in the terms of. A prediction. Uh, of a prediction, because that's the way the game is played. I mean, yeah. Here's the thing. Fans of, uh, like, video game... And I, I do, look, I am sure this is not true of our listeners. <laughs> but uh, the fans of uh, video game podcasts and, uh, like, websites and YouTube channels and whatever, uh, there is a toxicity to those fan bases that always like to challenge the people who are entertaining them. And I don't know why. I guess it's not unique, right? Because this is true in comics as well, um, that like a lot of fan bases are just toxic towards the people that they are getting a bunch of entertainment from. And like part of that is feeling like you're being lied to or like that they're performing in a way. And like, yeah, everyone's perform. remember when i said we're gonna tone it way down and it got super boring for a second of course we're performing and all these people are performing too i don't know i don't know why anyone would get to that level of like 9-11 truth or game explain what are you hiding from us we (laughs) we trusted you (laughs) yeah i I, it just seems crazy i i it's baffling to me and there just seems like there are like so many different like facets of this leak that have made people go crazy uh, I I can't wrap my hand ra- head around it, and I haven't investigated it because it just it uh grosses me out so much. Sure. I also this is more of just a huh. Um, but every article that I've seen about this, and we didn't do this, so I apologize if anyone's upset about it. Um, but they've all included spoiler warnings. Like, if you don't want the final Smash roster spoiled for you, you know, maybe avoid this article. Um, but like. You spoiling spoiling marketing? Like I get that it's fun and it's exciting to see new characters, but like Huh? Yeah, I mean yeah, spoiler culture in general is something that uh I find 
um maddening sometimes yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I, I don't know what to make of this supposed leak. It doesn't matter to me. Like, who's, who's your, who's your favorite of these characters on, on the seven character list? Um, I think, well, personally the chorus kids, cause I love, um, rhythm, he- rhythm heaven. It'd be really fun to see how they're incorporated into smash. I think mock rider, if true is a real less so choice. So funny. I assume that you play like captain Falcon. Yeah, maybe. Who know? Who knows? Who knows? Could play like anything. Uh, but like Isaac from Golden Sun, I'm assuming it's just another dude with a sword. Uh, well, I w- I would assume that he would be more magic based, right? Because he's a wait. Is he the Earth one or is he? Oh, yeah, I don't know. Oh, fire maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I think he would use magic. I'm excited about uh Gino if true because Super Mario RPG is one of my favorite games ever. But I mean, you know, whatever. Whoever else they put in this game, it's going to be fun and exciting. If they put nobody else in the game, yeah, it'd be fine. Isabel's already there. <laughs> what more do you want, what you more? animals? Yeah. Moving on to happier topics, uh, Nintendo is partnering with nonprofit group Institute of Play to bring Labo to a hundred schools in the U.S. during the 2018 to 2019 season, targeting about 2,000 students ages eight to 11. Cool. So, selected schools will receive Switch systems, Labo variety kits, and Nintendo Labo teacher guides. And schools that want to apply can do so at instituteofplay.com forward slash Nintendo Labo. The program is kind of in like a uh, beta test right now yeah. through the school in New York and uh, eventually will be rolled out to schools around the country. And the program runs through March 2019. Uh, I think this is a great idea. Um, anytime I'm playing with Labo or, or putting it together, uh, I have to deal with the cognitive dissonance that I am enjoying it, but I'm a 36-year-old man, and I should really be a 12-year-old <laughs> uh, learning to put these things together and having a great time with it. Uh, and yeah, I mean, they, they, they seem great. And if I, if I had Labo when I was a kid, and, you know, like I used to mess around in, you know, with programming languages. And I, I think if I had something that was more engaging or like a class I could have taken or something, something that was like a fun version of it, instead of like making a program so I could roll dice without rolling dice, just something I did, um, that I would like, I would have really gotten into the sort of like uh, garage aspect of it and just like building my own very simple, um, you know, logic based programming uh you know, implements. Like, I think it would be, I, I, I think this is a great idea. And I, I would have loved it as a kid. I also think Nintendo of Canada is doing something like a similar program. I don't know that it's necessarily like focused on schools, mm-hmm. but they've also been using Nintendo Labo as a way to like get kids interested in STEM programs. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm with you. I think this is uh, such a good idea and such a fun use of Labo. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, like for a kid, the journey from a piece of cardboard to you know functional useful toy is a short journey anyway um so like yeah why not also make it a magical version of cardboard that can you know read what piano keys you're playing it's it seems perfect to me during a panel at pax australia bethesda marketing executive pete hines commented on the company's switch support um i'm paraphrasing rather than reading the direct quote, but basically he said that Switch is in the conversation for every game that the company works on. Mm. Um, that doesn't mean that it's feasible for every game, but it's something that they always consider. He also mentions that they like being the leading third party on the Switch and that the next uh, Wolfenstein game would be coming to Switch. It's unclear if he means the Youngblood 
game, which has already been announced for PS4, Xbox One, and PC, or like some future Wolfenstein game. They had mentioned a Wolfenstein 3, but that seems like very far off. Right. And Youngblood is like a sort of like a standalone expansion. Yeah. Kind of I, I feel like the it's like the torn of the golden country yes. of Wolfenstein. Man, I wish there was just one example of it that was like the shining standard that we could all be like, ah, it's like this. Right. Uh, I guess maybe that Uncharted I, spinoff. I, I mean, I think uh, the uh, infamous Festival of Blood is, is, oh, is, sure. is my go-to. Um, uh, there was a report a while ago of Youngblood being listed for Switch at GameStop, so maybe that is actually hmm. a true thing. I guess we'll find out in the future. Tangential to this, Good. the Elder Scrolls Online director, uh, Matt Fierer, F-I-R-O-R, uh, mentioned the Switch in an interview with GameStop this past week, saying that he would love for the game to be on Switch, uh, but it's just too big at 75 gigabytes. Again, kind of paraphrasing there. Ooh, that's a it's big, a big game. game. He said it's, it's one game. of the biggest games. Uh, but you know what will fit on Switch? Tell me. Resident Evil. Oh, oh my you know God. it, baby. Capcom sent out a tweet that Resident Evil, Resident Evil Zero, and Resident Evil 4 will be coming to Switch sometime next year, and then more details will re- be revealed in the future. This felt feels like an an inevitability, but I'm totally on board for it. Uh, I like all of these games. Will happily play all of these games again when they come to Switch. Uh, I was going to say especially four, but especially all three of them. I like these games a lot. Zero is probably the weakest of them, but I haven't played it since the like HD re-release. Um, like I, I've only actually played it on GameCube. Um, so that was a long time ago. Yeah, I think four is definitely the one that I'm most excited about picking up. This will be like the third time I've bought that game, which is actually not that many when it comes to Resident Evil Four. No, you like people could have buy bought it so many more times. Um, but uh, yeah, so the original Resident Evil, I think maybe a year ago or so, was like a PS Plus title. The um, the remake, the remake, yeah. And uh, I assume these are both or like the. Resident Evil here will be, like, the remake. Oh, yeah, it's gotta be. Uh, There's no way they're gonna put out the original Resident Evil. Not even, like, pre-director's cut Resident Evil. But I, uh... Um, they didn't have analog support, Mark. Do you remember that? <laughs> you had to play the game with a D-pad. I, I, have a hard, I have a hard time revisiting the original Resident Evil game. Yeah, well, I mean, the original, original, I, I do No, too. I mean, even the remake. Even the remake? It's just, like, 4 is more my speed sure. nowadays. I just... I know people complain about it, but man, I love the tank controls and the fixed camera. Um, that feels like some genuine scary horror to me. Um, and is, yeah, I just, that, that, that's my speed. That's my jam. Speaking of, we got an email from Adam. Um, Adam asks, what is the best Halloween or horror game for 3DS or Switch that you could recommend? Oh, it's a tough one, right? I feel like I don't, normally go to my switch platforms for horror however i did just say that i haven't played resident evil <laughs> zero since gamecube so i i mean i i do think that any of the resident evil games are a good candidate for this including the revelations games um which are available on uh switch and the first one is on 3ds uh yeah that's right um yeah that's a great question uh I haven't played very many of like the indie survival horror games that are on Switch, and by very many, I think I mean any of them. 
Um, so my vote is going to be you should get Stardew Valley because there is a like pumpkin October I festival. Know, I mean, this that can't, is, can't um, be your suggestion for <laughs> it's like everything. A little bit spooky. Someone <laughs> wants to it's not really spooky, it. but it seems like kind of a cop out answer. It's a fun game, though. Um, yeah, I would also say uh, if you want to do something that is spooky but not actually scary, um, Luigi's Mansion, Dark of the Moon. Uh, there's a ton of fun content in there, and uh, I think it's in the uh, player select uh, like collection, so it's like twenty bucks. I guess heck, on 3DS, heck, the Luigi's Mansion, the original, is now on 3DS as well. Yeah, but you can get this one for half as much, and there's multiple mansions, which I know we talked about. Not everyone's in favor of, but I say the more mansions, the better. Yeah, more mansion for your buck. Speaking of Capcom, mm -hmm. as part of their second quarter financial results. The company reported that Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, which was released outside of Japan last quarter, quote, enjoyed robust sales. So that's good news. Mm -hmm. They also expressed that Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection and the Mega Man X Legacy Collections also have done well. I bought one. But they, uh, those oh, weren't Switch exclusives. And, and so. Street Fighter 30th Anniversary. I also bought that. But not on Switch. Oh, right. You ended up getting it on PS4. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Team Sonic Racing has been delayed to May 21st, 2019. The game was originally slated for a winter 2018 release, but the official Sonic the Hedgehog Twitter account tweeted last week, quote, We know delays are no fun, but quality matters most. Thanks for your patience. We've got more to show you for TSR very soon. Um, that's fine. I'm not hurting for a kart racing game. I will happily have it when they put it out. Um, I don't know. I like that they're taking the extra, like, six months with some real polish on it. That's pushing it pretty far back, though. Like. Yeah, back to May. Well, I mean, I maybe they also don't want to release in like the February mess yeah, where like everything else is coming out. There's a lot of February. And you know, they still have to uh um put Danica Patrick in there, so. Got to put Danica Patrick in there and obviously uh now this weird maybe not real Smash Brothers leak has set the standard that if Shadow the Hedgehog isn't in your game, people are going to get upset. Oh yeah, great point. Got to put Shadow. Uh the data miners are at it again everybody. Data miners. Based on data mined information from the Switch version of Diablo 3, which as we mentioned comes out this Friday, but I guess maybe if you know how to do that sort of thing, if you preload it to your system, you can like data mine it. I don't know how else would you data mine a game that hasn't come out yet. How do you data mine a game? I, this is information I don't have. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't have an answer for that either. It seems like some Diablo-themed amiibo are on the way. Now, can you believe this? Can you believe it? What a time to be alive. What a time to and be alive. And I know alive. we say that for a lot of stuff, but uh -huh. here, I really mean it. Right. And, like, it might actually be a nightmare time to be alive, but the amiibo... I didn't say... Be, saying, like, <laughs> what a time to be alive... The, I right, guess neither positive yeah, or neither negative. It's right, just like, right. wow, I can't believe I'm alive right now. Oh, boy. What kind of amiibo are we talking about here? A treasure goblin uh -huh. and a demon amiibo. Okay. Uh, you know, and actually, maybe we'll learn more at BlizzCon, which is happening this weekend uh, on the, uh, the second and third for sure, which happens to coincide with the game's release on Switch. Uh, that's exciting. I, I, I like it whenever there are Amiibo from uh, other companies. I mean, I love me my Nintendo Amiibos. Um, but you know, 
Shovel Knight is one of my favorite amiibo. It always feels like a novelty when yeah. there's a third-party amiibo, and sometimes you really are like, "Whoa! I never in a million years would have se- seen this coming." Like a Dark Souls amiibo. Yeah, that one. And like crazy. a Diablo three amiibo, a little bit out of left field too, but in like a fun way. Yeah. No, I'm there for it. Finally, a Yahoo auction in Japan revealed a Wiimote prototype developed for the Nintendo GameCube. This is so weird. The prototype looks remarkably like the finished Wiimotes. And even comes with like a nunchuck and sensor bar. The nunchuck plug nunchuck plugs in with like a um, I'm blanking on what it's called, like an Ethernet cable rather oh. than like the Wiimote connectors that were like Weird. yeah. Uh, and instead of being wireless, it has one long cord. The Wiimote prototype, one long cord that plugs into the GameCube's controller port, that and the sense. sensor bar plugs into the GameCube's memory card slot. Wow, so they were just really like, they were like Frankensteining something together. No one's favorite, uh, <laughs> a Universal movie monster. Uh, and then they were like, you know what? We should just make a new thing. Yeah, I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense, especially when you consider that the Wii uh, pretty much ended to be like a souped-up GameCube. Yeah, 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 a, a barely souped-up GameCube. <laughs> uh, Way Forward developer James Montagna uh, confirmed the prototype types authenticity on twitter saying that he saw them back when it was still known as the nintendo revolution which of course was the code name for the nintendo wii man what a cool what a cool code name that was nintendo had some cool code names back in the day right dolphin yeah Dol- a dolphin you know not actually that cool <laughs> <code name. laughs> project um, cafe oh yeah okay maybe they're all bad except for revolution <laughs> yeah revolution was pretty sweet I just I just remember uh, hearing that, no, we are no longer going to call this thing the revolution. We are going to call it the Wii and being like, huh? Oh, yeah. Everybody was like, huh? And they were smart enough to do it before E3 so everybody could get like the huh out of their system. You got to get the huh out of your system. Well, uh, Mark, how much would you pay for this? For this uh, adapt, for this, uh, for this prototype. I mean, I don't own a GameCube. So yeah. I mean, w- that's the ultimate irony is that we would have to probably get our hands on a Wii. <laughs> and then plug it into the GameCube controller <laughs> slots on the top of a Wii. It doesn't seem practical. No, I, 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 I mean, I did not bid on this. So, <laughs> all right, great, Mark. Let's get out of the news. Oh my goodness, that's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you leave us a five-star review, we will see it. And then we will read all three of your guest weathers uh, and comment on it very little. I'm sorry, three is a lot. We don't have. Oh much yeah, to say and about big it. ups to the um, everybody in all of those places. Absolutely, Grand Rapids, Long, Long Beach, Beach, and Santo Domingo. Yeah, the uh, biggest of ups. The biggest of ups. Um, if you like the show, please uh, share it on Facebook or Twitter. That sort of thing helps us out tremendously. I am at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell. And the show is at NinCart Society. If you want to uh, check us out on Facebook, we are just Nintendo Cartridge Society, as you might expect. If you like Mark Mind's opinions on comic books, we write about them on RedConPunch.com. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by 8 Betty. You can get more of 8 Betty's music by going to 8BitBetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying thank you for listening.
fired.